0: My name is Bryce Kala, and I'm a dreamer. Both waking and sleeping, my rich and vivid imagination has been keeping life interesting since I was very little. So I'm going to share those dreams with you, and I'd love for you to share your dreams with me. Let's do this together in a little place that I like to call Somewhere in Dreamworld. Welcome to Somewhere in Dream World, the podcast about all things dreams, waking, sleeping, and if there's another kind, sure, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, My name is Bryce Kala. As always, I am your host. I am not a trained professional, but when I was a youngin, I did want to be a train professional, uh, because who doesn't love trains? (laughs) Uh, I'm here today with my special guest, M.A. Welcome, M A. Hi. M A is a an artist who I met at Huge Improv Theater, which is the case for pretty much everybody that's been on this podcast, save for maybe a couple. Uh, but yeah, we just this was like a very recent like, sort of meeting. I knew of you, but like the actual interaction came very recently. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and An artist of all kind, which we'll get into later. Uh, but what I'm curious is, I wanted to be a train professional when I was young or a conductor of some sort what did you want to be when you were a youngin
1: funny you should ask because it it was a really long list and I wrote it multiple times in my diaries which I recently discovered Uh so the list was author detective lawyer environmentalist first girl president nice uh and there's oh fashion designer I think that was it.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good list. Do you know how, when that list started, how young? Um,
1: I, the first thing I put on it was writer and I think that was like second grade. And then I made that list in third grade. It's in my third grade diary.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Any of them looking to come true?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I still do a lot of writing and try to publish it and share it with the world and, uh, you know, try to save the environment.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That's a very good good thing to aspire to do and to continue to do. Please recycle, everyone. Uh, also, before we get into this episode, I have to mention our wonderful, wonderful sponsors uh, that could have been. Of course, it's not currently sponsored, but this episode could have been sponsored by coasters. Not of the roller variety. Don't confuse them uh, with the roller variety. These coasters are the special kind that can hold your drinks. And so that none of, the, uh, none of the condensation gets on your tables or floors or wherever you keep your drinks. So if you're looking to keep your surfaces dry, coasters are for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode, we're going to talk about lucidity. Mm-hmm. Because I hear that that's something you know how to do.
1: Yeah, quite accidentally, but <laughs> my whole life, I I feel like I've been leading up to that because I've always been a vivid dreamer.
0: Awesome. Well, before we get into that, we have to talk about the news. I have some exciting news, and that is that I have been recast into Kabam, Woo. Ooh, the improv show. Uh, That is all it's comic book superheroes. This is actually my third season being a part of it. I'm really excited. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody has to re audition every year. So it's always nerve wracking, even though I've done it before. Um, So uh, I'm excited that I get to come back and be a superhero again for another season. Uh, And then really quick, Midnight Notion does for sure have two shows in August, uh, but I have uh, as of the recording of this podcast, we haven't announced the official dates, but keep your eyes on the Midnight Notion calendar because rock shows are a coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, M.A., do you have anything coming up?
1: Yeah. So the improv troupe that I'm a part of, uh, we're called the Sharpies. We're a women, trans and non-binary improv troupe in the Twin Cities, and we have a show on July 28th. Uh, more information will be
0: yeah we can put it in the links below if you want to see that that's at the depot right yes it's at
1: the depot in hopkins
0: sweet and actually it's a a, sort of another midnight notion plug because the person running that is chris chris ragnacci who is playing lead guitar currently for midnight notion yay so even more reason to support ma and the sharpies yes real quickly who who are like what is the sharpie what what are they doing what is, your, what is your format? What is it about your show that, what, what is the show?
1: Well, we're a group of friends who love to support each other, love improv, met at Huge Theater, and we're growing as a group and seeing where it goes.
0: Awesome. Well, that's a, that's a good thing to do. It's a good sign that you're good friends and yes. uh, wonderful that you're doing improv together. Yes. Uh, and of course, the last bit of news, uh, repeating from last month, huge theater where we met and probably, I would assume, your sh- your Sharpies? Yes. Yes. Uh, this is a very important place uh, to the community. As I said before, uh, they're still in the middle of their capital campaign looking to buy a new building. Um, and so it's very, very important. Any of you listeners who are willing to give any amount, all of it helps. Uh, it means a lot to me. Does the place mean a lot to you?
1: It means so much to me. Like, I don't, I don't know where, what I'd be doing right now without it. Right. Um, I've, I've made friends, I've taken classes, I've developed skills. I started an improv, or I helped start an improv troupe. I mm-hmm. helped start a, I'm in a, a acapella musical improv trio. So there's so much fun and community there. It means a ton and I hope everyone supports huge with this campaign.
0: Yes, yes. So anything you have uh, to help that would be much appreciated. Uh, none of it goes to me or to you. Nope. Uh, it, all of it goes to support the wonderful improv community. And I know some of you dreamers are out there are like, let's talk about dreams, none of this improv <laughs> stuff. But really, genuinely, this place is an incredible, incredible place. Uh, so it would mean the world to us as dreamers. And uh, if, it, if you could give whatever you have.
1: That would be huge. Ah,
0: <laughs> all right. I think it's time to go to sleep. As always, if you have a dream you would like to submit to the podcast, you can do so by emailing to podcast at MidnightNotion.com, or you can phone them in, leave a recording uh, by calling 612-643-0944. Of course, some of you get the the opportunity to be on the podcast, as M.A. is so wonderfully doing today. Thank you so much for coming. Um, why, Why are you here again? We're talking about lucid dreams. Oh, yeah. Lucid dreams. Uh, this is an exciting topic because it's something that I heard about. I don't think I even heard about lucidity until like the mid 2000s or something.
1: Was it waking life?
0: Oh, oh. Uh, may, maybe. it. That, that that weird trippy movie with the like... Yeah, Yeah. the
1: Richard Linklater and like the animation over the... Yeah, yeah. rotoscoping.
0: Yes, Yes. it's weird. Like they trace the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe a link in the description. I don't know. (laughs) It might have been that. Yeah. Uh, Could have been. Anywho, it's something I've been interested in and wished that I could do. And I think maybe slightly experienced, uh, but not maybe as much as you have, uh, according to what I've heard anyway. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the rumors are true um yeah i've had some experience with lucid dreaming
0: what uh just in case any listeners for some uh have have forgotten the meaning uh, what how do you define lucid dreams
1: my understanding is uh simply the awareness that mm. you're dreaming
0: so just while you're still asleep and you but you know that you're asleep
1: yeah, yeah. I think it can be that simple, right?
0: That's what I've uh, recognized as the definition. But then does it go further? You're actually able to make decisions?
1: Yeah. And I I was questioning, like, what is the cultural definition of lucid dreaming? Because sometimes for me, it simply is awareness and not control. Oh, okay. Um, But uh-huh. there are also times when I am the... Director, cinematographer, actor, you know, mm-hmm. I, I jump between different roles and I can change things and shift things. It's just not typical for me when I'm lucid dreaming that that's always what's happening.
0: Sure. Okay. So I guess, you know, that's something interesting, something maybe to look into because there have, I guess, the the moments where I felt the closest to lucidity have been kind of i guess questionable like what is the actual def- definition where is the line between well yeah i get it. it's a dream monsters aren't real you know or whatever the case is
1: well then maybe you're lucid dreaming a lot if you're if you're in the midst of a dream and there's a monster coming and your dreaming self's dreaming mind's response is oh it's a monster but this is just a dream then i would say that you are lucid dreaming
0: Everything I know is a lie. (laughs) Everything is wrong. This whole this whole time, reality is when I'm going to bed. Yeah. (laughs) No.
1: Everything's flipped.
0: Oh. Yeah. Spoilers. (laughs) Uh, So what? uh, Oh, this is. I'm so excited about this topic. When did this all come about? When did lucidity become part of your life?
1: Uh, I I can identify. I think the first time I ever had a lucid dream and it was a very significant, uh, little bit of background here. I, uh, I have narcolepsy okay. and, uh, that's something I've had for a while or, you know, popped up a while ago. So I was in college in 2008. I went to get a sleep study mm-hmm. and that's, you know, big deal overnight in a hospital and they have attached all these wires to your head. The and full, your, yeah.
0: like, this is like movie quality Stuff, like the stuff you see in... Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm there all night. And at that time I was experiencing uh, like a lot of hypersomnia, like just sleeping all the time and not feeling rested. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stayed over uh, for like a longer period for observation, did some napping. And during mm-hmm. one of my naps while in this hospital... I had this dream that I was at Common Roots Cafe in Uptown, and two of my very good friends, uh, college friends, were there, and they were talking. I was standing with them, and I suddenly like kind of interrupted them. I was like, guys, I'm lucid dreaming right now. What? I am at Abbott Northwestern Hospital getting a sleep study done, and I'm taking a nap, and you're like, this isn't real. What? <laughs> yeah, Literally.
0: I just, I'm, I'm because I don't, I think, I feel like the trouble with lucid dreams is staying in the dream. Yes. Is that true? Do you think?
1: Um, that used to be the case for me. Now that I lucid dream more, I'm able to stay, but also on the other side of that, sometimes when I want to get out, I can't. I can't get out. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'll dream over and over. Uh, and we maybe we can get into this uh, hypnagogia, hypnopompia, the yeah. sleep hallucinations when you're kind of between sleeping and waking. Right. I'll have these uh, sort of unsettling dreams. And it's always a certain time of day. If I want to have a nightmare, and which I don't, but you know, if I want to have a nightmare, i would <laughs> just gonna, really
0: <laughs> craving one. Yeah,
1: like, I just need a good nightmare.
0: <laughs> it's been a hot minute since I've seen something terrifying. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. So yeah, if I want to have a nightmare, it's like usually uh, right around sunset. Like what? Yeah. I I don't know. Is it like some sort of thing? But I will, you know, be in this nightmare, like I don't, whatever it is, demons, ghouls, mm-hmm. ghosts, and uh, yeah. I'll be trying to get out and I'll suddenly be aware that I am like in my room mm-hmm. sleeping and I'm trying to get out. And I can't. And so in my dream, I'm doing all these things. I'm like, you know, punching, kicking, getting out, you know, running away, yeah. f- flipping chairs over. Uh-huh. And then I wake up and I'm totally still and nothing is flipped over. Oh, But it feels like that because I'm aware that I'm dreaming. And so I think that I'm also doing the things that I'm doing in my dream.
0: Right. Okay. Now, this is really interesting to me because the, w- the way that I've heard it, um, and we've talked about it a little on the podcast before about how during the REM state, your body is shut down and it can't move. Right. Yes. And so a lot of people, when they when they kick themselves awake, when their leg like launches into the air. Right. A lot of it is coming from a dream where they're trying to say, run, run, run. And the body is just reacting to Right. Yes. But you're saying that you're doing this run. You're actively doing whatever motion in the sleep, but your body isn't actually reacting. You're coming to still in that sort of sleep paralysis state.
1: Yes, that is exactly it is the paralysis because and this is a thing with narcolepsy. I don't quite understand it, so I'm not going to get into the science too much. But there's a thing in the brain called uh, it's a, a neurotransmitter. Mm -hmm. hypocretin you can look it up it's cool um but it has some control where it shouldn't and then on the flip side it's not doing what it should uh so like people who sleepwalk Mm -hmm. it's uh because the hypocretin isn't doing what it should be or something to that extent and so with narcolepsy it's the other way around that even when i'm awake sometimes my brain thinks that i'm asleep and it tries to shut my like whole body down so oh. it's like i experience a sort of sleep paralysis when i'm awake okay it's called uh, cataplexy and so i'll be you know just laughing with a friend and the laughter will trigger this like full body like all oh, my muscles suddenly just don't want to hold me up anymore kind of thing so i kind of wow. have to like catch myself a little sure and you know i've gotten used to it so i'm able to anticipate it um okay you know, it can be kind of dangerous. Like some people with narcolepsy will actually fall. And I've had that happen. You and have. yeah, and it's usually for a lot of people, not just me, but um, it's usually like an emotional moment, like a fear or laughter, joy, whatever it is. Surprise is a big one. And okay. you'll just kind of like your whole body just like takes on that emotion because of whatever's going on up in the brain
0: right so just a really extreme emotion can 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 trigger this has has anything uh like uh, um has anything happened severe like have you ever knocked a head or like um uh, broken a bone or anything because of it
1: uh not because of narcolepsy i've broken bones but <laughs> <Okay>. uh <laughs> well, um yeah but no thankfully i i mean i've fallen a few times mm-hmm. and one time it was kind of scary like i kind of did hit my head but yeah. i you know, i was i was okay Uh, and since then, I don't know, I've really learned to control it, but it stinks for a lot of people with narcolepsy who have the cataplexy feature because they spend a lot of their time trying to control their emotions and like control for emotions. So they like can't live their full lives for fear of having that response and there's danger or there's social stigma or, you know, so that's real.
0: Yeah. That I, I can understand that being pretty difficult, but you, 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 you feel like you've kind of found your way a little bit.
1: Yeah. And it helps to just tell people like, Hey, this might happen because yeah. you know, doing improv and like lots of physical things. It's like, yeah, that's going to happen, especially when there's laughter involved.
0: Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think that goes for most things. I mean, trailing away from dreams a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I said this to you a little bit earlier, but um, I think a lot of the problems we have uh, socially in life can be solved by just saying things, Like that that situation where you're in the the store and you see that person that you kind of recognize and everybody's instinct is to go, hey, you, Uh, when the real instinct should be like, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. And if you just speak that honestly, nobody's going to be like, you know, they might know you better than you know them. But what issue is going to arise from you just being honest? You know,
1: I agree with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) mini rant. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, lucidity.
1: Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that first dream. And then since then I've been able to have them pretty often.
0: Wow. Is there a point, um, you mentioned going to sleep at a certain time for, uh, for nightmares. Is there a time that also triggers lucidity? Uh,
1: I have the, I have lucid dreams a lot, but I have the best lucid dream experiences in the mid morning.
0: Mid morning. Yeah. Uh, What do you define as mid morning?
1: (laughs) For me, that's like nine a.m. to eleven a.m. ish. Uh Yeah, but it's like I'll wake up early because I don't. My sleeps all. My sleep patterns are weird. Mm -hmm. I'll feed my cat. You know, might have breakfast and hang out for a bit. Might just go back to bed. When I go back to sleep, that is the golden time for all the. Like superhero, epic dreams, all the good ideas for creativity. Mm-hmm. And, and that and those are the dreams that I can remember the best when I wake up.
0: Nice. You know, I think I might agree with that. I think there's definitely something about the snooze, the alarm dreams, the things that happen in that little tiny period. Um, those ones really stand out.
1: Yeah. If I understand it right, I think it's because the REM phase of mm-hmm. sleep is like, it is a lighter phase. Mm. um and so for you know for us narcoleptics I can go into REM within like less than a minute um which is how they figured out they're like oh yeah you have narcolepsy (laughs) like you're dreaming like the second you fall asleep I'm like yeah I'm dreaming before I'm even aware I'm asleep sometimes which is a fun I mean if you're ever around me and I'm falling asleep just enjoy yourself have a conversation it'll get very weird (laughs) (laughs) I bet But yeah, that REM cycle, and that's what, you know, in the morning when you're kind of coming back out of the deep sleep and Mm -hmm. you're hitting that alarm and everything and you're going back in, it's like, I think it makes a lot of sense. The brain's not going to go back, right back into that deep phase.
0: Yeah. Wow. So then, um, is there any sort of recurring thing? I I, want to go like back to the, I don't necessarily know how to phrase this, but uh, is there like a moment that you discover that you're lucid dreaming or is it from the beginning of the dream like where does it happen you know
1: that's actually very hard to pin down yeah um except for that first time when i was sure. just like hey guys like it's i'm now. lucid dreaming hey check me out you know <laughs> um that was amazing but ah uh, no i can't say that i experience like any consistent like this is one i know Uh but there are things you know i think they talk about this in waking life like there's the triggers like check your watch all the time yes so mine for a long time this is so nerdy (laughs) uh i would be trying to check the ingredients of things to find out if they were vegan
0: oh okay when i was younger yeah and then
1: suddenly you know i'm looking at it there i can't read the words and sometimes that would that would be
0: a, a trigger. Right, right. Reading is usually something that can't happen. Yes. Sometimes. I've noticed that I have been able to read some things, but it's rare
1: can you remember them when you wake up
0: sometimes yeah that's really cool I don't have any that are that I'm recalling right now but I know that there have been times where I specifically know that this is a number or a a, you know I know what it said on the paper or whatever it is Um, but I know that there are way more times where I've tried and it's just a blur
1: I have wanted so hard to like try to figure out how to train my body to like fall asleep, like holding a giant pencil (laughs) over like a giant pad of paper right next to my head, Uh like, you know, in my right hand, ready to go thinking maybe I could write it down as it's happening. I mean, yeah, right. But (laughs) I, I, when you said in, I think episode one of this podcast Mm -hmm. that there there's technology emerging where dreams could be read, First I was creeped out like, Oh, (laughs) that's such an invasion. Yeah. But also like for all of us, you know, musicians, artists out there, it's like, some of the best ideas come out of
0: dreams. Absolutely, absolutely. There's stories of. Um, I think it was. Is uh, um, uh, it Keith Richards from the Rolling Stone? Uh, that he like. There's a story that he woke up one uh, one day, and like next, like near his bed, somewhere in his house, somewhere nearby the the tape machine was rolling oh wow and he's like what's going on and he rewound it and there was like a song that he played in the middle of the night that he must have got up and like and just happened to hit record
1: now see this is where i almost i envy people who you know tend more toward like the somnambulism like the sleepwalking because yeah I feel like I'm just like there, you know, completely paralyzed and mm. amazing things are happening. But I do, I do have some sleep activity too, though. I mean, I've woken myself up giggling.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Is Screaming. A, what is like, is, is there a most memorable wake up moment? Um, <laughs> That's oh, kind of you, a loaded question.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, oh, there's been so many recently, but I, the one that keeps coming to me is that I, uh, I've been doing a lot of improv in my dreams. Um, I was—I have a hard time pulling the best music I think out of my dreams, but quite often I'm—I'm I'm singing, I'm creating original songs, lyrics. Uh, oh, can't yeah, can't get them out. I mean, I'm noticing as I'm dreaming, and I'm like, wow, this is so beautiful. What is this song? And then I wake up, and it is gone. And oh it's no. Sad. Um, <sighs> but but recently I did I did uh, wake up and I had it, and I just grabbed. My phone and recorded it, and it was just one line. It was like, "If a man needs an apple, no time to argue about my gun." <laughs> and that was it. I mean,
0: because, you know, I mean, like, put that thing down and get that apple.
1: <laughs> get them, that ban man an apple. Yeah, I yeah. So I I think dreams are really the province of, uh, or like a just a fertile ground for creative Absolutely. anything especially if you can find a way to to record it to extract it mm-hmm. to remember it so
0: i've only i mean i'm a musician you'd think music would show up way more often yeah in my dreams but it really doesn't that's what maybe i'm not doing enough music maybe i should do more but there's one specific instance i remember in uh, late junior high, early high school, somewhere in there. I was still pretty new to music at the time, but uh, or to making original music uh, with guitars and drums and whatnot. But I specifically remember having a dream where I was singing with Kiss, and I'm not even a Kiss fan, but I was on stage with the band, and I was I was lead singing, and. It was the most rockin' song. I mean, we're talking uh, Tenacious D's tribute where they couldn't remember the best song in the world. Uh, it was that because it was the best <laughs> song and I was just rocking the audience is feeling it and I woke up and I cannot remember a single line, a single melody, nothing. It's all gone.
1: And there was no one there but you to witness your greatness. <laughs> it was so unfortunate. yeah. Uh, it does remind me, I um, so another thing I experienced with lucid dreaming is that, uh, so I will be going along just dreaming, normal dream, and then the lucidity creeps in there. Mm. And what will happen is I start to become my own observer, like I'm almost trying to stand back and watch and like figure out what do I need to take with me when I go back to the other side oh and so uh two things come to mind one I had a dream that I got to meet Devo because like it started out with like uh there was karaoke at the triple rock and someone was like Devo what's that I'm like oh my god you have to sing a Devo song (laughs) so he's singing on the stage he's just you know, when I'm singing along, like, I'm like, I'm carrying this, this person doesn't even know who Devo is. Then suddenly Mark Mothersbaugh shows up and I'm unprepared. And at this moment, the lucidity comes in and I'm like, I'm meeting Mark Mothersbaugh and I have no preparation. And so as it's happening, I'm like, you know, this other part of my mind is like, there needs to be a camp to prepare kids to meet Devo, (laughs) Devo scouts. And I wake up and I'm like, That was a great idea. (laughs) So that that can be fun.
0: It's it's so great. Yeah. Just the idea (laughs) to like, hold on, dream. Pause. Uh,
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Just a second. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've also had credits roll. I'm not kidding. Credits. I think one night David Lynch got, like he was doing his transcendental (laughs) thing and he got into my mind. I honestly think so. He directed this dream. It was weird, you know, trolls and men with scaly fins and bathrobes who thought they were the king of some motel in a desert, of course. And then the ocean is there and there's these two people fighting and Julia Roberts was playing one of them. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Um but at the end the credits rolled and they were weird because they didn't match like a, you know, lost highway or twin peaks where it's dark and dreamy and strange. Instead, it was like the credits that you would see if you've ever seen the Anna green and of green Gables film adaptation from the eighties. Uh, like just pastoral scene with like this cutesy music that's what played at the end of the the david Lynch dream that was really scary
0: the now the big question on i'm sure everybody's minds is could you read the credits
1: no but i could tell you what the <laughs> font was oh <laughs> or like the general you know all okay. caps kind of bold like a times new roman kind of thing but way too fancy <laughs> something like that white White on a green meadow. Oh,
0: okay. All right. As you do. (laughs) Uh, The one thing that really interests me, well, I mean, there's so many things that interest me about this, but uh, we talked about the credits rolling. Uh, In a previous episode, I had a guest that talked about having title cards that said like three days later. And stuff like that.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: I guess movies, I don't know how much like cinema has influenced us. I mean, I'm assuming a lot, but I'd be curious to know what someone in a, like in a tribe that's outside of, um, of developed world, what kind of dreams they experience and how much different they are because of what they have access to and that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I imagine that in places where you know, they're developed differently or like mm-hmm. not as focused on some of the modern things that we call conveniences that maybe um, there there could be more connection to nature in some cases uh, or like more uh, possibly more like symbolism that could be meaningful. Like yeah. I always wish there were more of because uh, I'm, I'm really into animals and mm-hmm. I like when animals come to me in dreams. That means a lot, but they don't usually unless I'm um, lying on an acupuncture table. Oh, Yeah. And then I have weird visions. It's cool. It's fun. Or, you know, massage, anything. But if I'm getting body work done, it's a totally different dreamscape.
0: Interesting. I I mean this is probably the most fascinating thing to me is that like you can dis- you can almost <laughs> choose what kind of dream your it's like your dream state is a choose your own adventure.
1: It truly is. And so I'm like okay, if I want to have like trauma nightmares, I can, you know, yeah, I can do this Sunset like time. between yeah, 5 and 7 or 8 p.m. That's you know, so I try to take my nap earlier. <laughs> Um, if I want to have dreams that are really creative and fun, but I forget everything the second I wake up, that's like 3 to 5 p.m. slot.
0: <laughs> wow. You know, I've never actually taken note of the times that I go to bed and what is related to them. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's time to start measuring that.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, you mentioned that your experience has been with the morning mm. uh, yes. alarm. In that. I've heard that from a lot of people. So mm-hmm. that's a good time to do some lucid dreaming perhaps or yeah yeah
0: uh quick note to anybody who's listening and watching the clock uh i'm calling an audible uh this conversation is really really fun to me so the 30 minute rule is out for this episode Uh, because this conversation has to keep going. So I'm sorry if you made it to work already or your jog is completed or whatever it is you're doing when you listen to podcasts. Uh, but there's more lucidity that we just can't stop.
1: Yeah. And if you had to go to work, then you have something to look forward to. Uh, later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) After you finish your nightmare nap. (laughs) Sunset. <laughs> yes, exactly that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so then there was another you. You'd mentioned being um, like choosing is go- to like step out of your body a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, or did you say that was a choice or it happened? I'd...
1: Um. Okay. So. so- sometimes it just kind of happens but I think quite often it's like something really interesting and neat is happening and I need to like separate myself from being the actor or the character and stand over here and be like the not even the director but just someone who's like okay this is cool and I need to remember it later so yeah just this silent observer nice yeah it's fun
0: what was this um what was this? What were you talking about before? Uh, the word escaped me, but hypnagogia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How-
1: yeah. So there's hypnagogia and hypno, hypnopompia. I'm not say, sure that I'm saying that right. Hypnopompia, but mm-hmm. uh, hypnagogia is falling asleep, and you have uh, that sleep hallucination, sleep paralysis. It's where you're like uh, you're partially, you know, you're conscious, or you're like lucid dreaming. You're you're, you're conscious that you're dreaming. Mm-hmm. But you're just falling asleep. I think a lot of people might experience it as like that falling sensation. Have you ever okay. had that? Yep. Um, which I can't even get into this because it's so hard to describe. But it's like I have that times like a thousand. No. It's it's really odd. And what what will happen is like it only happens if I'm really overtired. Like I've been putting off sleep for too long. And with narcolepsy, that can get pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so I finally lie down. And I'm falling asleep and I'm falling fast. And it's that same sensation that people have. It'll wake them up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But I'll be having that. And then at the same time, it's this like audio hallucination where one time I was sort of convinced... As it was happening, I was convinced that like somehow the government had like planted one of those like radio devices <laughs> okay, in my head, like you know yeah. that show Pete and Pete on uh, Nickelodeon. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. throwback! Yeah. Oh, well, you know, man. like the mom, she had like a uh, like a, a plate in her brain, and yes. it's like she was oh able to. Oh my god, yeah. the plate! Yes. I completely
0: forgot. The, oh, the memories.
1: And uh tooth there was a tooth implant in some dream or i'm sorry not a dream a movie uh real genius i think val kilmer 80s yeah throwbacks but i like somehow you know channeled that like okay, this is a pop culture thing that i've seen pete and pete whatever yeah and was convinced like there is there's something in my brain and it is taking in like all of this audio input from like 700 million different sources I don't you know and usually it's like all these voices talking over each other and it sounds like the voices of my family oh and it's like I could go you know six months without you know seeing my family and that'll still happen when I'm falling asleep where there's various voices and many of them sound like my brother my aunt my dad and it's just weird and then I, I started to fall asleep.
0: I hate to break it to you, but The Truman Show uh, is a real thing and you're the star.
1: Uh, I was wondering. I hadn't really crossed that possibility off my list of conspiracies yet. so
0: I am about to be taken out, but I just wanted to tell you before.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to take a sailboat to the edge and... <laughs> try to claw my way through <laughs>
0: references. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. That, so that's, that's falling asleep. You have this.
1: Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's hypnagogia. Um, that can be a little scary, uh, I, yeah, that's course. like nightmare time, you know, like nighttime. Um, mm. and I've read about it. I was a few years ago, I was having a ton of nightmares. I was like, this needs to stop. So yeah. I went to the internet hmm. and, and I looked for like, seriously, like, how do you prevent nightmares? There wasn't a lot of advice that I would consider scientific, but, sure. uh, I did read something and I think this was also on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, that was like, if you fall asleep on your back. Yeah.
0: If you, that's, that's how you prevent
1: no, Nightmares? that's how you have them. Oh, really? Yeah. And and also that they do tend to occur like toward the beginning of a person's uh, sleep. Interesting. You know, night. Yeah. Uh, wow. I don't know if it's true, but I... I, yeah, I haven't tested this out.
0: Yeah, sure. I do. Are you, uh, are you a backside front? Uh, what's, what sort of sleeper are you?
1: Usually side, but, uh, mm-hmm. I've had some like chronic pain issues, so it's been harder in, to fall asleep on my side or like mm-hmm. to roll onto my side. I'm just like, Ugh. yeah. oh, uh, so I guess I'm a back sleeper now. Okay. Oh, congrats. Yeah. So there's that, but I would prefer my side. It's more comfortable. Sure.
0: It's really the only answer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've got like you know three pillows, yeah. and like when I'm ready to roll on my side, I got those like ready to go. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I've my cat likes to sleep next to my head, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, fine, I'll just change the sheets every day, basically. <laughs> um, but she's got her thing, and I'm like, okay, you gotta move now because I'm putting the pillows here, so like my arm, my shoulders all supported. It, yeah, it's it's good.
0: Where are, uh, you have three pillows? Where are, what is their what is their configuration? Uh,
1: like one kind of flat one that's like you know if I, I like to sleep on my right side and then mm-hmm. I'll like just kind of put my right arm on that mm-hmm. and then I like put either one or two more down and then I put the l- like left arm so that it, like my shoulders kind of level you okay, know okay sure. yeah and sure. I've just got this like little pillow that I'm hugging it's all it's fun
0: I've I've become quite the fan of I've got one on either side of me yeah. so I'm kind of hugging one and I got one like keeping my back warm Right. But then I've added another pillow between my uh, knees Mm -hmm. because I got I got bony knees and they just like just they (laughs) do when they're next to each other. It's just not comfortable.
1: Yeah. Got to prevent those like clattering bones <laughs> clack, clack. talking to each other at night.
0: Oh, It's just, <laughs> it doesn't feel good. Yeah.
1: Well, it's supposed to be better for your posture.
0: Good. So now good. we've got
1: like sleep hygiene covered. Yay! Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> and lucidity, sleep hygiene and go to bed after the nightmare hour. <laughs>
1: yeah. And some people say, I, I don't know if this is really true, but some people say like what you eat can affect your, sure. your nightmares. Yep. Yeah.
0: I've heard that as well. Do you think that any nightmares uh, could be, uh, I guess, resol- any recurring nightmares could be resolved by uh, m- maybe like facing that thing in reality or or understanding more about it or something?
1: Yeah, like from my experience with dreams has been that over the years, if I'm having a disturbing dream, especially if it's recurring, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm gonna bring it to therapy. You know, yeah. We're gonna work through that. And like, you know, I have some trauma, like some, you know, way deep stuff that like, honestly, I'm not sure I would have even known about it if I hadn't had Mm -hmm. dreams over and over where I'm like, oh, like this keeps coming up and it's very uncomfortable and why, you know, so I've done some like real life work on things that have literally come to my attention because of my dreams.
0: Yeah. I've had significantly fewer nightmares just in life in general. After becoming obsessed with dreams and talking about them more regularly.
1: That speaks volumes, like because I I'm a big believer in like, you know, just like the radical solution is the right one. And then that's, you know, really that means getting to the root of the thing and confronting it. And I think there's so much power and empowerment in confronting. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that like talking about dreams, your own and other people's and like working through like some of the you know anxieties and things that make you feel like you're a weirdo and then you find out you're not yeah uh just all those big juicy pieces of dreaming right that's really cool
0: yeah as i said before if you have an issue just speak it just say that thing and it it becomes a non-issue afterward (laughs) eventually hopefully
1: Yes. It helps sometimes to have witnesses when you're ready, if you're ready. You know, I found that to be true. Like sometimes I'll just, if I share something with like one person, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've talked about that a Mm -hmm. a little bit, uh, like that accountability of like, here, this is my thing. And I need you to hear it because I just need to feel seen or witnessed or heard or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it can, uh, it, it, it takes a lot to speak it out at first, but man, is it ever relieving to like have it heard and understood and and be out there and just yeah
1: very appropriate for pride month yeah (laughs) Yeah. pride
0: month which is actually the month prior to the release of this episode oh yes that's true (laughs) we are potentially pre-recording this oh
1: oh, the man behind the curtain has been revealed pay
0: no attention to that man
1: (laughs) you gotta train that toto better (laughs) speaking of dreams and movies yeah
0: yes 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 uh what was what was that other word hypnopompia yeah
1: hypnopompia
0: if i'm saying it right sure Uh, hype yep
1: that's it (laughs) um yeah so that's just the opposite of hypnagogia like you're waking up and you're kind of like slowly coming into awareness and so that's a place where a lot of people experience lucid dreaming um and maybe you're hitting the snooze button yeah um
0: And I've, I've heard a lot of talk about like seeing, uh, bugs or animals or people in standing in the room. Is that this, is that what this is?
1: That's been my experience. I don't have that too often. I, um, there was a bear once and I, you know, I'm like obsessed with bears. So that was cool. A little scary. I'm like, okay, what are you doing there? And then I wake up again and it's gone.
0: (laughs) Oh, there's a second wake up.
1: Yeah. Oh, and this is the thing for me with hypnopompia is that it's, it's a little bit of a torture, but it's like, I wake up over and over and over and over for oh, like
0: this is regular
1: yeah it, it tends to happen with the evening sleep like i take that evening nap sometimes that nightmare you know mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just that i slept for a little bit i'm waking up i know exactly where i am where i'm sleeping like mm-hmm. and then um i dream that something happens in that space And then I try to wake up and I think I'm awake and everything Mm. seems normal. But then I find out again that I'm still dreaming. And so I'm trying to wake up like seven times and all these weird things are happening. And I'm not sure if I'm awake until something weird happens. And then when I finally like rip myself out of it, like try to like claw my way back to consciousness, which is sometimes what it feels like. And other times I just kind of gradually get there. I'm like, oh it's really quiet. Nothing's going on. None of this happened, but I'll have dreams that people are coming into my room and taking things or yelling at me or singing to me or yeah.
0: All the weird, you have a literal inception happening.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, the one I remember the most is like, it's a little sad, but it's like, I I was uh, in a significant relationship and, um, it wasn't going so well anymore and we just weren't spending very much time together. But I, I was at his house a lot, uh, and he would go out and do things that I just, like, I was recovering from a um, an injury. And so I didn't go out uh, and do things as much. And I would, like, fall asleep watching movies on his couch. And I think that, like, some emotional part of me was like, when is he going to get home? I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. And I would just be sleeping and I would. I would hallucinate that I was awake and that he was coming home. I would hear his voice, mm-hmm. exactly how his voice sounds. I would hear like sometimes his footsteps on the the wood floors and like the clop clop of his like bikey what? shoes and everything. Yeah. It was very real. And I would dream it over and over that he was coming home. And I finally wake up and it was, you know, dead silence and it just made me feel really like, sad that's
0: <laughs> that sounds exhausting really
1: yeah and then i'd fall back asleep and the same you know it would no. happen again and sometimes it was even like he would come in the room and he would say hello in a way that this person in real life would say hello like you know same voice same gestures it was yeah a little bit that's of torture. like
0: mean come on ma's brain yeah come, come on subconscious <laughs> wow no that's t- i i guess i only have really one that i can remember that is anywhere close to this but not at all it seems like i had one again back in the school like high school i think it was high school um so it would have been 10th grade or earlier because i was still riding the bus but i specifically remember waking up um and oh my god i'm running late and the bus like drove by and like went right by my house and no and then i woke up and oh good i didn't Ooh, good. I'm going to make it. And um and and then the dress, the bus drove by. And I, no! No, come on. And then I woke up for real. And I actually missed the bus for real. And it's like, you know, you'd think I had enough warning
1: subconscious mind like telling the future come
0: on bryce's brain (laughs) come on
1: that's great though that i mean that's exactly been my experience of like the waking up and then you think you're awake and then oh but you're not yet
0: so listen here kids uh if you're listening to the podcast (laughs) and you're thinking man that chris nolan flick looks like a grand old time i'd like to run around a hallway that's spinning in during an action sequence uh, it's actually kind of exhausting to crawl your way through multi-level dreams.
1: Yeah. I sometimes wish I had that like, um, like the bathtub set up and like someone yeah. there to just like press the button, like get me out of there. You yeah. Know? Need um, a good kick. Yeah. Yeah. And like, maybe that's something I want to explore more with my lucid dreaming is like g- coming up with those like very specific, like the watch checking or whatever. Yeah. Um, because then I could use that at, like As a tool to get myself like further along in the dream or like on, you know, uh, control it better or something.
0: Right. So, uh, another question I have for you is, uh, the lucid dreaming to you, did it just come to, or was there any training involved? Did you train yourself to do this or just it happened?
1: I mean, short of checking the ingredients, like every single time I went grocery shopping, um, I mean, I can't think of anything. You know, I'd seen waking life a few Mm. years before that, but uh, it wasn't like a goal of mine to learn how to lucid dream. I I was always having vivid dreams and Mm. then they just became lucid.
0: You, uh, there was there was something I read long ago and actually was incorporating into a book that someday will come out Yay. eventually. Uh, but it was something about uh, the, I think they called it like the REM dreamer or the, something like that, where it was like a, one of those sleep masks that you wear over your eyes. Uh, but it had a really um, uh, like not super strong red strobe. And what would happen is is, is this, the, the light could actually um, be sensed through your eyelids so you could kind of technically see it while you were dreaming, Whoa. sort of. And Whoa. that was the idea to kind of train lucidity was that like you wear this thing and when you see a red, when you perceive a red light in the dream, you recognize, hey, this, this is me wearing that mask thing. And then uh, now it's time to fly <laughs> or whatever.
1: Yeah. I love that you mentioned flying because that's, I mean, that's like the ultimate thing to do if you know you're lucid dreaming, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, that's that's really neat. And I wonder if it would work better, at least for some people. Like I, I've heard for some people it is that alarm clock sound that yeah. can kind of trigger like if they're going to do any lucid dreaming, it's going to be in that five or 10 minute period. Yeah. Um, I don't know if... Or like
0: three-hour period, if yeah, you're yeah. like me.
1: Like, okay, pause, reset the whole alarm. Yeah, like, all yeah. of
0: the ones on my phone has like 8, 805, yeah. 815, yeah. <laughs> 823,
1: just for kicks. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. I had in college, I had my alarm clock set up to be, I always do this with an alarm clock. I set it ahead on purpose Mm -hmm. until like up to an hour ahead. Like that's the most I'll go, but I never know where it's at. Right. So it's like once I see that, it doesn't work anymore because I have my phone always. But, <laughs> you know, once I saw it, it would be like, oh, you know, I don't know if it's 8.05 or 8.55. I don't know if I have to get up now or if I could potentially sleep in more before I go to class. And then my next door neighbor was in my room, uh, my dorm neighbor or whatever, and decided to reset it without telling me because no. she couldn't stand that there was a clock that was wrong. Oh. And she made me late to my Italian class. I, I was kind of mad.
0: Come on, roommate. Come on!
1: Yeah, right. What are you doing? um But the getting back to the red light blinking, mask yeah, thing, yeah. something flying. Yes. Okay. Flying. So, I want to know if you fly in your dreams, and I want also mention like I don't usually fly, but what I do is I hover. Have you okay. ever hovered?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. This is a thing. There. Um. I think. There's only a couple of dreams that I had previously considered to be close to lucid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now after this discussion, I'm re-examining the definition of lucidity. Uh, but I I had one um, where... <laughs> I don't know if I had watched the movies recently. I'm not a huge Potter nerd, mm-hmm. but I can appreciate uh, the the movies that I've seen, mm-hmm. and um, I recognize the nerdum, the nerd uh <laughs> and and I can um, identify with the I like it enough. There you right? go. Uh, but I was riding a broomstick.
1: Oh wow! Wow. Yeah.
0: That's but pretty neat. I was having a real hard time controlling <laughs> it. It was really difficult.
1: (laughs) Was it like a pool noodle sort of? No,
0: it no the it it stayed. It had its physical properties right, Uh but it was that thing where like I want to go to the left, but I'm like falling, and I'm trying to correct and like just staying. the, The thing doesn't have lift. Yeah. Right. The air doesn't work the right way. Yeah. And and so it was this like I was kind of controlling it, but my dream state was fighting back at the lucidity. Mm -hmm. So it was like me trying to go this way, (laughs) but the dream going, no, you're asleep. I'm, (laughs) I'm taking the wheel and then me taking it back and like really struggling with this thing. Yeah. And it was like a mixture of, I could feel the, the, the rise and fall of, of gravity and I could feel the flight and the, the, um, the fear of dropping all the way down, uh, and wanting to correct for it uh, but I could not quite control that damn broomstick and it was it was like exhilarating but also whew, I'm glad I made it out of that one
1: yeah you know in some ways as you were saying that I was thinking okay so there might be some people out there I'm not one of them who would say that lucid dreaming is when you can, can fully control a dream yeah I've never understood it that way but one could make that argument sure um but I think this wrestling between like, like the uh subconscious mind and the the waking mind or whatever mm. you want to call it like that wrestle for control yeah it's kind of more interesting and at least like more well sometimes more humorous it seems like sure because i actually have experience with the dream i had last night um oh it was a epic one or it was this, this morning um so it was one of my epic dreams and i was with the kids that i used to do child care for and they were exact acting exactly like they do in real life except that it was the dream world so things were even more dangerous and unpredictable yeah and it was my job to like corral them and uh there was i have light rail nightmares or like light rail dreams where like like everything's going wrong with the light rail (laughs) yeah um so this was one of them it was like uh it was its own thing like that went you know above the highway running parallel in this little like tube and Mm. I was separate from the kids for a second and I was like with my friend and he was like for some reason on a bike a flying bike and I was in a light rail tube thing <laughs> like like a, like a light rail car that was like its own little contained thing yep and all I had to do was like land it perfectly inside the light rail tube tunnel to catch the light rail okay. quote unquote sure um so easy enough right and right. I was talking to my friend who was on the floating bike and I missed it and then oh. I was like, oh, I was so busy talking to you. I missed it. And he's like, no worries. You can catch it up at Lake and, and whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll go up to Lake Street. I get there and it's a farm.
0: And, you oh. know, it's fine. It's just Lake a farm. Lake Street, yeah. come on. Yeah, it
1: does that every, you know, <laughs> third Sunday.
0: <laughs> We've decided that this area is now agriculture. It's
1: true. And there were these people there and they were like laughing at me. And like suddenly my light r- my light rail like capsule Mm-hmm. turned into this um plastic like clear plastic bag thing that was like uh like a sausage link So, okay. and i was like just riding it like you know those okay. like torpedo things you can ride behind a boat oh sure like that. Yeah, yeah but sure. then all of a sudden it wasn't working anymore
0: no of course not. yeah
1: so it turned out it had a hole in it oh uh so yeah i never did catch the light rail
0: oh i'm sorry <laughs> did you wake up and also miss the light rail
1: no but i did note that that was like my third dream about the light rail like going wrong in some way
0: (laughs) oh boy oh boy yeah come on light rail come on that is real crazy it's uh Oh, I, I just, I'm just speechless. This It's such a, it's such an incredible thing. I talked in a previous episode about training to do lucid dreams. Um, and again, like I said, I'm kind of re-questioning, uh, re-questioning what they mean. Uh, but now I'm kind of inspired to try this again. Um, do you have any um, active decisions that you've made in a dream that stand out? Anything that has happened that, all right. Uh, besides obviously the that first uh, hey we're in a dream Wah! Um, anything that I have decided this is now what we're gonna do you mentioned flying do you do that a lot on purpose or is there anything else
1: um I do the hovering and it's really fun because I'm usually like hey guys check me out I'm a hovering and I just kind of <laughs> creepy hover it's so weird um okay. and fun but uh no I don't have a ton of flying dreams, um, but when you said that I thought immediately of a dream I had probably like 2012 um there was a scene happening I don't there were two kids um I don't know what they were doing just like kid things it was pretty like innocuous Mm -hmm. and um but I like suddenly jumped in I was like okay we're gonna redo that scene except now it's gonna be set on a beach and (laughs) literally that's what happened
0: (laughs) just start over just cut yep uh.
1: yeah yeah like almost like that and uh you know at some point then I kind of lost that control again but it was kind of fun to be like oh no I'm interrupting now and I'm doing so consciously
0: did this happen to uh did, did this happen to come around a time you were learning how to do improv by any chance because I've noticed that there's a lot of new improvisers who have a tendency to enter scenes with cut let's try this again <laughs>
1: That's really funny. Um, no, it was it was before I discovered improv, but uh, I think I was doing a lot of lucid dreaming at the time. So sure, yeah. And then just, there was another one. It wasn't quite like a, no. Okay, this was a dream within a dream thing where um, I had this dream. The plot kind of hard, and fuzzy to remember, but very interesting. Like house on the sea on this little peninsula. Girl lost her mom. Uh, lives with her aunt and her grandpa and this other vague character Mm -hmm. some sort of cousin or stepsister or something and I don't know she's got all these different things she's doing but uh what ends up happening eventually is that I think it's a very interesting story so I kind of like come in there and then it becomes a new dream where I'm literally talking to the protagonist of that dream and telling her what I had just dreamed about and then realizing oh I'm still in the dream so I Everything I just dictated to you, like that's I, I don't get to take that with me, and oh, it was sort of like no. this, like literal, like slapping the forehead moment in the dream, like oh, I can't get out of this, like I'm gonna have to remember now the dream and the dream, you know, the second dream.
0: Wow, this is some timey wimey wibbly wobbly kind of stuff over here.
1: Yeah, and I think it actually may have happened one more time before I woke up, where I tried once again oh. to tell another person, like this is what I just dreamed, and then I dreamed this. It, it, it's a lot to hold.
0: Yeah, um, that is so much information. It's so much fun. Um, honestly, I I could keep going on this for another fourteen episodes. I think, yeah. but um, just to try to keep it at a double episode only, <laughs> I believe that it's time to wake up. Uh, Ma, you said, or I guess I introduced you as, but you introduced yourself to me as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some art things that maybe we could check out, or what are things that you're interested? Do you have any waking dreams that you can't wait to get into? Tell us more.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I do singing. I make like amateur singing videos, put them on my Instagram. Um, you can find my drawings there too. They're nice, fun, and silly. Um, I do some music, like some musical improv. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who occasionally is in town and brings his guitar over and we drink LaCroix and make up songs and we have no idea what we're going to do until we do it. (laughs) And so those recordings are available on my band camp. And uh, having this conversation reminded me that I have an entire dream zine that's ready to go so I need Ooh. to publish that that's my dream that's dream? my waking dream like
0: a zine as in a magazine
1: yeah like it's like a DIYs magazine it's like it so it's called a zine and um, they're cheap to make and produce but
0: yeah wonderful well uh, I'll link whatever you have in the description and maybe someday uh, we can share that finished zine Uh, on the podcast as well.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Nope, thank you for coming out to the podcast. Once again, if you have a dream uh, that you'd like to submit, those of you out there listening, uh, you can email them at podcast at midnightnotion.com or you can phone them in with your voice on 612-643-0944. Please share those with us. We'll share them with you. Uh, Once again, thank you to M.A., Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And thank you to Coasters for potentially, uh, you could have sponsored this episode. Yeah. Uh, And thank you to all who donate to Huge Theater. (laughs) Uh, Until next episode, next month on the 12th, sleep well, dream well, and be well.